Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, my joyful souls, how are you in the world today? It is cold here right now where I am, and I'm not liking it very much. It's not that cold. I mean, I lived in Connecticut for over 20 years, so I really know what cold is, but I love the sun. I like to be outside in the warmth. I like to be outdoors, just to to be in nature. It's something that mentally helps me to feel good. And I'm curious where you go and what you do so that you can unplug, de-stress, and be away from the day-to-day grind of your life. Whether, you know, I mean, you might be a mom and have kids. You might be a father and have kids. I don't want to go unilaterally either way because, I mean, in my relationship, Ron was the parent that liked to do all the things. I wasn't a fan of that. I was quite happy to go to work and let him do parent-teacher conferences and (laughs) those kinds of things. So not to lean one way or the other, but, you know, those things can, you know, day in and day out, the stress, the sometimes aggravation, the things that are beyond our control, whether, you know, it's at home like that or it's in your business, it's in your corporate job, wherever it may be, day in and day out, it wears you down. We can handle the stress on a short term okay, but we tend to normalize that stress. And normalizing stress isn't good for us because then we may become numb to when we need to back off take a break, unplug, we may not recognize that it's time for us to back off until we're so stressed that we react, we're exhausted, we catch a cold, something happens to get our attention. Today's episode is really twofold because self-care is important. That unplugging, that allowing, and it can also go the very opposite extreme. Self-care can actually end up becoming a barrier to us getting what it is that we want. And I'm going to use myself as an example here because this is something that I recognized in myself in the last few weeks. If you're new to the podcast, in November, December, of 2020, I had a very severe case of COVID. Like, they wanted to send me to a critical care bed sick with COVID. And there were no critical care beds at the local hospital. I mean, at outlying hospitals, so I had to stay at the local hospital. And I was very well taken care of. It was a small hospital, and um, I used all of the tools at my disposal mentally to help myself 
move through that healing process at a much more rapid pace than even they anticipated. But that's a story for another day. But what I became extremely aware of was two things. One, I had really burned my candle at both ends. I had like three things going on at once leading up to just before I got sick. I ended up letting go of an assistant because, you know, things just weren't gelling. So for a period of about two to three weeks, I knew I was going to be doing everything myself. And my business was in a place of growth. I let my assistant go and I was doing everything, 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 everything. So of course, what happened? I ended up getting sick. So once I came through that phase of having had COVID and having been hospitalized with it, one, I recognized I could not allow myself to go back to where I was before I got sick. Because if I had not already been so stressed, so overworked, and I did that to myself and my own boss, right? I don't answer anybody but me then I wouldn't have been in that place. The other thing that I recognized is I was out of my business for five weeks. I'm solo. I was out of my business for five weeks. I was fortunate enough to get access to my laptop when I was in the hospital. So um, twice, I just got on my computer and I emailed everybody on my calendar for that week. Look, we, we have to put your calls on hold. I will reach out to you when I'm back out of the hospital. And here was what I learned. When you have content out there, when people know you, when you have that authority and trust, the people who are really meant to work with you and who really want to work with you, they're going to be there when you're done. And I mean, when when I made it home from and I had healed and things were going well, I started doing all of these calls with people and catching up. So what I found was that being out of my business for five weeks I made one social media post after I was sick, like three days before I went into the hospital, four days before I went into the hospital. No social media for five weeks. There were people still signing up to work with me. So I learned that I don't have to do all the things I had told myself I had to do to be successful. I had in my mind that I just had to overwork like crazy to be successful. And even though I had justified and I'm like, oh no, I'm just being committed. That was my first trap was I kept telling myself, well, I, I, this is what somebody who's committed do. I'm, I'm being a business owner who's committed, right? That was how I rationalized my overdoing. So then I realized, oh, I don't have to do so much. And it took me several months to fully recover in terms of my energy, my stamina, my memory, like those things took time. And it meant that I had to rest. It meant when I got up and did things and my body said, I'm tired, I sat down and I rested rather than stressing my body. Well, through this realization that I don't have to do as much and my desire to avoid getting so caught up in all this doing, what I didn't realize was that I was holding myself back these last few months in what I could do. Because when I would start to go do something, my brain would be, oh, you know, 
that's overcommitting. That's overcommitting. And when I sat down in, in December and I took a good look at what I want to accomplish this year, and we all go through these phases. If you're new to business, this is going to come for you too. There's going to be a moment where you have this really big goal that you want to achieve, and it means that you have to show up. It means that your current level of activity isn't going to get you there. You're going to have to take some radical action. You're going to have to take some massive action to be able to push yourself up to that next level and to keep moving forward. Now, this is a short-term thing when it's done correctly, right? So I really had to sit and take a look, and I recognized that I was using self-care as a reason to not do some of the things that needed doing in the last quarter of last year. And I just simply allowed it to be a distraction. You could call it, I had gotten into my comfort zone, right? Working long hours from time to time, is is that uncomfortable? Sure, nobody likes to be tired. You know, nobody wants to spend hours away from home, those types of things. But if I'm going to achieve my goals, I can't let self-care be that distraction. I can't let self-care be what gets in my way. However, my self-care is what allows me to be so successful. Self-care is an uh, integral part of what I do every morning. So now the thing is, how do I shift my focus and my attention? How do I peel away the things out of my day that don't need to be there so that I can ramp up what I'm doing, but I can do it without the expense to my self-care or my health? Am I going to be putting in longer hours? Yeah, probably. Am I going to be doing maybe a couple of days a week, 12-hour days? Yeah, probably. But I'll do it when I have the energy. I'll do it when I have the focus. And I'm going to listen to my body, however, not go into that reflex of, oh, you shouldn't do that. You might get too tired. Are you ready to transform your life mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually so that you can create a deeper spiritual connection and live your life with clarity? that brings a focus and a calm so that you can be decisive and know what you want and create the opportunities that allow you to have expansion and success in your life, whether it is your business, your relationship with others, or your relationship with yourself. If you're ready for that, then I'm ready to connect with you. I want you to go over to the website pennychason.com forward slash ultimates. Apply for the ultimate energetic alignment retreat. I am only taking 11 women on this nine month journey with me in 2022. So you want to head over there right now and apply today. So what does my morning routine look like? I'm not a morning person. I don't like mornings probably the absolute most difficult thing I've done in my life this far was um, be a nurse anesthetist. And it wasn't the anesthesia that was made it so difficult. It was getting out of bed in the morning. Absolutely hate 
those early mornings. Hate takes passion. And yes, that's one of those things I can honestly say that I do hate. So what do I do? I backed my alarm up by an hour. And I'm shifting into getting out of bed at 6.30. And normally, if I follow my body's natural rhythm, my natural wake up is 7.30 to 8. So I back that up by an hour. And I get up. I make sure that when I get up and I'm getting ready, like when I brush my teeth, I bless the water. Just because, well, there's a lot behind it. But anyway, I bless the water. It makes me feel good. If you ever really care to understand or know why I bless my water, email me, DM me, I'll give you the story. So I bless the water. And then I make my coffee. And I bless the water when I make my coffee. And then I sit down with my planner. I I have it here. Um, If you're on YouTube, you can see it in the video. It's called the Aligned Planner. And someone that I'm in a coaching program with, Chelsea Arns, she actually designed this planner to go along with the principles in that program. And, and, you know, I've had other people on the podcast talking about their planners, and planners are great. I believe they help us set our intention, keep our focus, making sure that you are doing the priority activities every day. And so that's what I do. When I sit down with this planner, the very first thing I do is I write out my list of gratitude. Now, if you listened to a podcast a few weeks ago, you know that when I first wake up in the morning before I ever get out of bed, mentally I run through a list of things I'm grateful for, and I go into the feeling of that. Now, once I've done that, I'm going to set my intention, and I set my three priority things that have to be done for the day. Now, sometimes I will do that the night before. If there's something on my mind and I'm like, oh, tomorrow, this, this, and this absolutely have to get done, I will go ahead and fill this out. And then in my morning routine, I just review it. And once I've done that, I have a couple of three books that I will pull from and I will just read something that's motivational before I get up and get moving and go about my day. Now, it is my intention to add the gym into this. But I backed my alarm up by one hour. And like my first goal is to get up out of bed at 6.30 a.m. every day. And that's simply a decision, right? Simply a decision. So once I have that conquered, then we're going to add add the gym in there because it is a habit that I am building. I have, for the last two years, I have honored my body's natural wake up. And, you know, the alarm going off is, is stressful. <laughs> it's stressful when the alarm goes off. We have a startle response in our, in our body when that goes off. So that's how I go about my morning and what it is that I do. And I aim to get into the office and give myself time to be at peace before I have to dive right into clients. It's never pretty and my energy is never good if I come rushing in here at the last minute. It uh, makes for an unhappy, unhappy penny. And happiness is a choice, right? So then all I can do is get irritated irritated at myself if I do that because, you know, I have to take responsibility for my choices. 
So this is where I'm going in this year to make sure that self-care does not become a default avoidance behavior to keep me from going big this year. Because, you know, sometimes when we choose to do something that's going to end up maybe drawing attention to us or you go to another income level, you know, and family, you know, they have their thoughts, their opinions, their comments, which I don't talk to my family about business for that very reason. Um, you know, I, I think up until sometime last year, it really, to some extent, they thought this was kind of like a hobby and it wasn't going to last. And I would end up going back to the hospital, but that's proven now to not be the case. And so now I just don't have to deal with those questions that much anymore. However, subconsciously, my brain has that awareness. What will my family think? And I feel pretty confident that I'm at a place in this point in my personal development where it really doesn't matter because I'm going places where I can actually take the success of my business and not only benefit others out in the world, but benefit my family as well. So I just really don't care about it too, too much. So if you have a self-care routine and you've burned out in the past or you've had adrenal fatigue or any of those things, it's important if you're not making the strides that you want to make to maybe take a look at your self-care routine. And it may be something as simple as carving out things in your day-to-day activities that aren't serving you anymore to make room for what you need to do. So you're not necessarily working longer hours because here's the deal. I absolutely refuse to work myself into the ground, whatever that looks like. I, I refuse to do it. And the last couple of weekends, there's been a part of me, I'm so excited about what I'm doing. There's a part of me that has wanted to work the weekend. And I'm like, no, full stop. Unless the barn is on fire, my weekends are mine. And that's just simply the way that it has to be. So anyway, I'm curious as to what you think about this episode of Design Your Destiny. You can leave a comment, leave a review. If you came to the podcast by way of my email, hit reply. Let me know what you think. And until next week, I'll see you then. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.